0: Once again, it is What's Involved. Thank you so much for being with us. And uh, another special guest I'm going to be introducing you to. And during these times, this crazy sort of COVID 2020, um, I love chatting to people who've, who've changed their business, have looked at different models, started businesses, and I, I hate to use the term, but uh, in some cases, pivoted their business from what they were doing pre-COVID to what they're doing now. One such person is today's special guest, Dylan Rothschild. of Dylan.
1: Good day, David. Uh, Good day to your listeners. It's nice to be on your show. It's
0: fantastic to have you here because you got you got a great story, and I'd, and I'd like to dive into that in just a little bit. But before we get there, give me a bit of background on, on who Dylan is.
1: David, I'm a born and bred Cape Townian. I went to Camps High School. I studied at the Cape Technicon in in those days. I later went to the UK, and um, I got a job as a telesales person working. In heavy On heavy engineering websites during the dot-com boom, fortunate enough to have been part of that that phase of development. And um, from there, I spent about eight to ten years in the United Kingdom developing sales and marketing expertise online. And later, did a bit of traveling. Came back to South Africa to settle. The home is where the heart is, or heart is where the home is. Landed, um, landed up working for another internet company, working in an online, the online gaming space. Then approached by a, um, I was approached by a company called uh, Safari Now, and joined them and became a, a minor shareholder in their business for about eight to 10 years. And um, I stayed there very happily and um, had an itch that needed scratching. I left them about, um, probably about five, six years ago now, and i started i saw a gap in the loungewear market subsequently i started up a brand called woodstock laundry which is a new up-and-coming loungewear brand we focus on very high quality garments that we supply to into our stores we got a little store at the watershed we've got a little factory shop in woodstock and we've just started to do some online work now, which has been, um, which has really grown considerably over the, especially over the lockdown COVID time. So that business has, has grown nicely over the last couple of years. And it's doing nicely. We've got a very small team. Um, we've got a very dedicated team and we've got a very fun, nice, loving business where we, we like to work and we enjoy to be at work. And we treat people fairly. So we've got quite strong ethics on that side. Yes, as the lockdown, Kind of kicked in about a week before we needed to adapt our shops were being closed down our factory was being closed down and we i pivoted towards the the mask making i was one of the first people to to go into mask making in cape town and i was lucky enough to go to market first on it i got a lot of social media attention and a lot of you know we got quite a quick uptake on on the on the mask front and as we locked down, I got a call from Johannesburg. From, it was actually from a company that works in, in Joburg that supplied the mining industry. And they were looking for 50,000 masks to be made. So we were about to close the business and uh, we got this inquiry to make 50,000 masks, which I couldn't do on my own. Um, I told the guys that you know we, we didn't have a big enough team to do that. I put down the phone and then I phoned up a a partner of mine who's become my partner now, a a guy called Rob Sim, who's actually the CEO of the presidential group. They run a number of brands here in Cape Town. And I said to Rob, you know, is there a chance of us, um, is there a chance of us making 50,000 masks together? And he said to me, Dylan, let's have some coffee. Um, My factory's about to close down too. I've got a whole lot of people that are not being paid by the UIF. And I need to do something and a week later we were manufacturing 50,000 masks together between his factory and my factory that's kind of um that grew quite substantially the, the guys in joburg um, were at a time when we, we they could not get disposable masks into the country to serve the mines and public services so that grew quite considerably at at one point we were making about 250,000 masks for these guys using well, what we did was we, we tapped into a whole lot of CMTs, which were all out of work. A CMT is a is a clothing manufacturer for your for your listeners, and we tapped into all these factories that were going under because um, a lot of the big clothing chains cancelled their orders. And from there, we pivoted to 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 get these guys to make masks for us. So we were we were buying the materials, and we were yeah we, we were buying the materials and. We were supplying the materials to these CMTs. They were manufacturing for us. We then started supplying the education department with some of their tenders. We were some of the guys that were doing the right stuff because we were manufacturing and we had a whole lot of teams of guys manufacturing these masks all over the country at one point. So this has been a very successful operation. And, and, you know, Lontana has has been a, a huge gift to a lot of these CMTs i think in some ways we've become great friends we've become heroes at some point to to these guys where we had you know 300 300 400 people at some point all working for us making masks and it was quite a great story so that's kind of where we where we at um, now i'm a yeah, I mean, there's this, there's, um, there's the other side of me, the, there's the family side of me, which that fortunately over the last six months, they haven't seen much of me. You know, I live here in Cape Town, I run a, a clothing factory and uh, my kids go to schools and my wife's a teacher and we've got a very normal, normal home life.
0: Wow, that's, you know, what that, that's a fantastic story, Dylan, and, and I want to dive deeper into that because you've, you've, you've sort of glossed over a couple of things and I don't know if we've quite conveyed how important it is about the things that you've done. So what we're going to do when we come back is we're going to dive a little deeper into uh, Lontana Apparel, what Dylan does, and uh, we'll chat a little bit more to him then. It is What's Involved. We'll be back in just a bit. And we're back with What's Involved. My special guest is Dylan Rothschild. So Dylan, the, the, the interesting part to me is is you started off with something called Woodstock Laundry. Is that that That, that was the first sort of iteration of the business, wasn't it?
1: It's my first business, yes. It's, it's my, it's my, it's my, my, and my current business. So very much, uh, I split my time roughly 50-50 between the two businesses at the moment.
0: Now, what does Woodstock Laundry actually do? Because I'm on your, I'm on your website at the moment. Yes. And okay. I'm thinking, hell, I should have been shopping here. I mean, you know, boxer shorts, lounge shorts, pants, t-shirts, dressing gowns, and I'm a big t-shirt fan. So let, let's have a look. Yeah yeah, yeah see, so, so. these look right.
1: great thank you these are thank absolutely- you hand um your hand designed by my mother my mother dearest nikki rothschild so the story behind it i mean just to uh, just to give you an idea was that we started the business on the back of my parents clothing apparel making um, factory here in woodstock they made clothes for about 40 years, supplying some of the larger chains. But um, like them, they, like many others, they supplied these clothing chains for many years. And what happened about probably about 10 to 15 years ago, when um, when the pricing became impossible to compete against, everybody started going to Asia and other markets to import, and we started getting local cheap local. Chinese imports into the country. Unfortunately, it led to the, to the closure or um, the demise of many clothing factories uh, here, in, here in Cape Town in particular. I just left Safari now. I was looking for a new, a new way, a new path, um, something with a bit of heart and soul. And always, my, my family's been making clothes for, for many years. Uh, since I was, I was a kid under, a, I was, my, my mom always jokes that I was born under a cutting table in a, in a clothing factory. And it, um, yeah, from, from there, I, I saw a gap in the market to, to make loungewear. Nobody was doing it. I'd seen a couple of international brands that were doing it quite successfully. I wasn't sure if there was pajama culture in South Africa at the time. So it was a bit of a gamble. But um, I slowly, I, you know, I started very slowly. We started with pairs of boxer shorts, which became quite a hit. And I was finding all pieces of rag all over the Cape Town to put these beautiful pieces of boxer shorts together in beautiful packaging. We went to market with it. We started with some really cool shows. One of them was Karma's Full which I've got to credit um, them with helping us start up our business in the first place. They helped us get the exposure and they've helped many businesses grow. We then were lucky enough to to get a spot at the Watershed, which was a very small kind of of shop, which worked on on a commission only basis. And um, that worked very well for us. They also support small businesses and they do a great job down there. And they've been absolutely incredible over over the lockdown period. And as you, know, you hear a lot of shock stories about, about landlords, and they've, they've been real heroes over the past six months, which would be nice to, to touch on a bit later. But so, so the Woodstock Laundry thing grew and um, we, we grew the range and we started instead of buying rags we started um, tapping into local designers and uh, local artists uh, my partner mark is one of the best designers in, in south africa in my opinion and um, we were lucky enough to have him and some very talented artists out there to paint these fabrics which enabled us to to make these beautiful garments so we, we grew the range from menswear to womenswear and we've just started kidswear and we've also been approached by some um, international markets we've um, we've just tapped into uh, the uk we've got an agent in the uk we've um, got a very very cool agent in kuwait in the middle east who wants to grow the brand there because there's some nice pajama culture growing in 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 the middle east we're slowly getting there it's it's been a, a lot of hard work um but we've as a brand, you know, we're still very small and we are growing nicely. We'll be showing some nice growth, even over the lockdown phase, over COVID, it's, it's been very successful for us. Um, you know, when we are, when we are manufacturing something like loungewear, um, it's become a desired, uh, quite a desired item when so many people are staying at home.
0: Yeah, listen, I'm, I'm looking at that, but just answer me one question though, where does Lontana Apparel fit into this? Because, do you guys manufacture the, the Mediba shirt, as everybody knows
1: it? That's right. The Mediba so, so so the Lontana business was originally Rob's, okay? It, it is Rob's, uh, Rob Sims' business. And they've got a number of brands. They've got, um, they, they, they make the clothing for the likes of Fabiani. They do beautiful shirts for Fabiani and many other top retailers in the country. They manufacture the pre- presidential, the presidential group manufactures, the popular uh, Medibes shirt, the official Medibes shirt. Okay, they've they've been doing that for many many years. Desiree, who originally de- 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 um, originally designed that shirt, you know that was the original shirt designed, and it's it's been a hit, and it's um, they continue to they continue to manufacture that shirt, and it's um, it's a highly sought after item.
0: I think this is a wonderful story, and I've got to tell you, I'm I'm looking as we as we're chatting now because. Fortunately, I have one of those minds that needs to be looking at stuff and seeing what we're talking about. But, but your men's range, okay, never mind the pajamas or whatever, okay? You, you, you've you got me. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the boxer shorts, the lounge shirts, the lounge pants flipping awesome. Uh, and, of course, the T-shirts because I'm a big T-shirt fan. Uh, I could quite happily shop just yeah, I mean, you know for me, lockdown wasn't such a big thing because whilst I'm on radio, I always say to, to, to everybody when they ask me, I say, "Look, I love people. I just don't necessarily want to have to see them. So for yes. me, you know, wearing lounge pants each and every day
1: would be a absolute pleasure. I've got to tell you. So I'm wearing them, I'm wearing them right now, David, they're great.
0: <laughs> yeah, you see now. Now you're just now you're just making me turn a delicate shade of of green. We don't
1: know what we wearing? Do we? we? We don't know what we're wearing these days.
0: So I, <laughs> I was actually joking about that, about it with somebody yesterday, um, and I said they could wear their fluffy bunny slippers to our to our interview. It was fine, no problem. The amazing thing to me is that you know you, you you talk about this career, and I can hear in your voice that that the sort of manufacturing, the clothing, the textile industry is is something very very close to your heart. And you glossed over when, when COVID came about, uh, you know, you went, okay, we did this, we did that. But it must have been a massive shock. And I hate to use the word pivot, because it's become very cliched now. Um, yes, but it has you, you, you certainly managed to kind of see what was coming and change what you were doing. And, but at the same time, I sense there's, there's a strong sense of humanitarianism in this because you also looked out for the smaller guys, because I've heard the clothing industry in South Africa is going to hell in a handbasket, and, and to me, that's sad, if that is true. What is your feeling on that?
1: Yeah, I've got a, I've got a different view on things, David. You know, I'd like to, I would like to touch on, um, just give you some backgrounds onto the other businesses in a little bit, because, you know, Lontana has been, um, you know, Rob and, and the Lontana Group have been incredible through this whole um, transition and, and, you know, the Woodstock, the Woodstock laundry thing is a is, is a small part of this puzzle. Yes, we've um, we've is, is turn in terms of the the clothing industry and where it's headed. I believe that Africa is becoming a major um, destination hub for apparel manufacturing, and I believe that China is uh, slowly and China and Asia are slowly starting to to outgrow themselves. I think that they are, are pricing themselves. Certainly, you know, there was the interesting part was that when we were manufacturing these um, these when we were manufacturing these face masks, other suppliers or, or customers could not bring in material masks cheaper than we could make them for here in in Cape Town. So, I mean, that's I mean, that's 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 quite an important point. I mean with the with the disposable masks face masks uh, they could bring them in for half the price from china because they're made on machines but when it came to the face the fate the material face mask which which are the ones that we were making predominantly china we could not people could not bring those in from China cheaper than we could make them. And I believe that there's a, you know, with exchange rates and with potentially, we're hoping with, with the slight relaxation of imports on, on, on fabrics, we might see a thriving clothing manufacturing sector here again in South Africa. I don't see why it's impossible. A lot of the, the bigger chains the Woolies, the Trueworth, the TFGs, are all tapping into smaller CMTs and they're buying smaller CMTs up at the moment. This whole COVID-19 thing has shown them that they can't be so dependent on imports anymore. And we need to support local apparel manufacturing.
0: I'm with you 100% on that because we need to get our own economy go, you know, back up. But I mean, I, I believe that the quality of our stuff is is at least equal, if not superior, to some of the stuff we get from from overseas. And and you said it, and you were very polite about it, but there is a lot of junk that gets imported. When we come back, though, I'd like to talk some more about uh, some of the the, the other businesses you mentioned and uh, find out where we're going. Because obviously over this time, we haven't been able to go into shops to buy. So there has been a change there as well. When we come back, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that. My special guest is Dylan Rothschild and... uh, Wow, batch of, of businesses. I just love the Woodstock Laundry one. And then, of course, there's Lontana Apparel. Chatting more to Dylan when we come back. And we're back with my special guest, Dylan Rothschild. Yes. So, Dylan, you, you mentioned some of the other brands in, in the stable, as it were, that you guys deal with. But I just wanted to, to, to sort of reminisce a little bit because I still have a brand that I bought one, one time when I was in Cape Town and it was called, it was Mad Dogs, Mad Dogs Clothing. Yes, um, absolutely. And okay, and, and I still have some of those tops, etc., etc., that I bought from them, and I absolutely love them. Look, they're they, they all tattered and, and looking very ratty at the moment. But, uh, you know, I'm talking years and years of wear and, and comfort. And, you know, Cape Town seems to, to have that sort of – you're almost – you're very trendy in, in the sense of the way that things are going to be going. And Cape Town seems to be able to pick up on this because we'll see things that – that uh, the captainians do. And initially we go, you are a bunch of weirdos. It's the mountain that's done it to you. And then give it a couple of months. And we all thinking it's the next best thing since sliced bread. Question yes. number one uh, is I, I made the observation about, about Capetonians being sort of ahead of trends uh, in a lot of ways. And, and hence me talking about the, the mad dogs clothing, because when that first came out, everybody was like, who on earth would want that? But then, us Joe Burgers and the rest of the country seems to catch up a couple of months later and it becomes the in thing. Is that something you see in Cape Town? Is it, is, are you guys very trendy there and on the edge of design, etc?
1: I, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's actually a good point. I mean, I've met, I think we are definitely ahead on some certain, on certain things. Um, I mean, we've I, I love the Johannesburg market. We've, you know, whenever we go up there to do shows and and um, we do the occasional exhibition or whatever it is. We have we have such a great time up there, and the, and the customers. There's such different, you know. There's, there's such differences between Johannesburg, um, you know, people and and Cape Townians. Cape Town is has become quite cutting edge, I think, for design and for new business generation and um, you know starting up fashion brands there 's a lot going on here you know if, if we just go to have a look at, at, at a place like the watershed or the markets that are happening here on a on a weekend there's just there 's always five new brands that are starting up you know and they don 't all last but some of them do and um, I think that there's some of them like the people are brave at, you know starting up brands and clothing brands it's, it's, the people are brave i 've always been very open to people coming into my factory and asking me some questions and try and guide them in the right direction because it's such a difficult thing to do starting up a new clothing line is one of the hardest things that i've ever done in my life and i'm sure the people that that have done it and some of them have failed and some of them have succeeded will say the same thing it's it's hard work and um you know i i believe that people tap into their creative spirits here in south africa and in cape town in particular I don't know what it's like in Joburg. I'm, I'm sure there's some great entrepreneurs and there's some amazing designers coming up from from Joburg too. So I believe it's just bubbling everywhere in South Africa. Good point.
0: I would agree with you there, but I just I, I felt like I needed to single out Cape Town because you guys. You oh, guys, thanks, for
1: are, you, are You Cape Town David?
0: No, believe it or <laughs> not, I, I'm I'm actually and and an, a lot of people think I'm a I'm a banana boy because apparently I have an okay. accent. Uh, but I'm actually born and bred in Benoni on the East Rand. Okay. That's so the my train. My, yeah. my accent can be all sorts of things. Anyway, uh, let's get back to let's get back to to, to the businesses and what you're doing because I'd like to chat to a little more about the various offerings that you have. So let's talk about that, and then you know we'll get on this this whole aspect of the digital transformation that's happening. But talk to me about some of these other businesses that you guys are involved in. Okay.
1: So I mean, so I joined. I joined Rob about six months ago. It feels like it feels like it was about six days ago, actually. You know that I were walked into his into his factory, and um, Rob and I have been talking a lot about doing something together for, for a while. And he's a very astute businessman, and he's been amazing to work with. He's highly principled, and I think that we've been lucky, or many of the CMTs have been incredibly lucky to have a business like Lontana. In some ways, overlooking them because that's what we've been doing. I think that um, so so just quickly, Lontana is um, probably one of Cape Town's oldest and most accomplished shirt manufacturers. You know, they're they're a heritage business. Um, they've been going since um, since the 1990s. And they've got a very big client base and they supply very very high end shirts. I mean, there's not, I don't think there's many manufacturers out there that can make a shirt like Lontana can probably in the world. It is that good, it is world. It's the kind of shirt that a top brand would buy and get made in, in a local factory. You know, they've got, uh, they've just, it's just, it's beautifully made. They're, they're real artisans. And um, they've got some other great brands. They, they make a brand called Twill, which is a, a shirt, another shirt, dress shirt brand, formal shirt brand. And you'll see some of them in the, um, in the airports and some in Santon, etc. cetera. I'm sure you've seen their brands. There's another brand called Thomas and Benner, which again, which is a very high-end um, shirt brand. They've obviously got the accessories and things too, like the ties. And then there is Presidential, which was founded in 1990. It's um, you know, it's it's one of South Africa's renowned fashion houses, and it's 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 notably known for its Madiba shirt, um, named after Nelson Mandela, and um, that shirt you know was worn many, many years ago by by Madiba and they've they followed that legacy and they work very closely with the Mandela Foundation now. It's it's just a great partnership between them and the and the Mandela Foundation and it's it does very well and it's very popular. And I think that the whole Wakandla thing has become quite big.
0: It's it's wonderful that you guys that you guys are doing all of this stuff. And I mean to hear that that you know the way you talk of of the Lontana stuff and the shirt specifically. I used to, for a very, very long time, I was a huge fan of a certain brand, which it, it, there's a sort of some chips named after it as well. But it just became way too expensive because of the imports, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now you're saying these guys are making shirts that are, are high quality as well. I think that's a fantastic thing to do. But now this gives me an excuse to move on to the last part of our conversation that I want to have with you. And when we come back, I'd like to chat to you uh, as we wrap up a little bit about how the markets change, because you can't just walk into shops these days as willy nilly as we could. Obviously, things have gotten better, but during hard lockdown, digital became a thing. So let's talk about that when we come back. It is what's involved my special guest today that we are having a tattoo is Dylan Rothschild. We'll be back in a bit and we're back with Dylan. And uh, as I said, wrapping up uh, the show. Dylan, talk to me about the digital aspect, the online, because both of these, these, these websites look really, really nice. The, the, the um, Woodstock Laundry one has got, I don't know, it's got a bit of a, an old world feel to it. But, but it's a timeless feel, which I'm, I'm very, very impressed by. How much has business changed for you in terms of online?
1: Well, it's been, a, it's been an interesting story. You know, we, we were doing moderate, very, very moderate. In fact, not the best. Online has never been something that, with all my experience with online, I never, I seemed to, to move away from focusing on it. And it's probably because of my past and, and my history of working online and wanting to do stuff with more, more tactile stuff, you know. So I, I steered away from the online space for a while and we, although we had a presence there, going into lockdown with COVID, you know, with our shops all closing, it forced us into the online space and it forced us to, to, to really get on top of things and to get our marketing in gear and, and to position ourselves well online. Not only that, but obviously during lockdown we had a very, very high...
0: Yeah, so let's, let's, let's just, uh, we'll, we'll jump back a little bit. So Dylan, you uh, know, with everything happening in COVID and the the, the hard lockdown, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, uh, you guys, as I mentioned, have got a brilliant website. I, I really enjoyed it. It's, it's it's timeless, I would think. How much has the digital side of it changed because of COVID?
1: Well, David, we um, over over COVID, we 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 obviously all the shops had closed down, and we out of desperation in some ways we had to pivot our business towards a digital space and um you know with a very high with a highly captive audience online over lockdown and um with all the shops closed you know we were forced as a business to to focus heavily on our websites and our, our, and our digital marketing it, it gave us time you know i mean the one thing about having lockdown and being forced into your homes and you know we were also incredibly busy making face masks at the time it forced us into the online space and it forced us to give digital the time that it deserved and um, i believe that internet um, presence has grown and you know the the market internet market people's i believe that people's pretend uh, propensity to spend online has grown i believe that all the all online all businesses pretty much have grown all those that have focused energy online have seen some significant growth in their online businesses.
0: Yeah, I would, I would imagine that that would be so. And, and it is quite uh, an amazing thing for me because to a large degree in the past, South Africans were very hesitant to shop online. You know, in the States and that people seem to do a lot more. Yeah, we were like, I don't know if I'm going to get what I pay for, et cetera, et cetera. It might look good online, but then, you know, who knows what will happen. And, and this has forced us into looking at digital and, and purchasing online. Do you think it's a trend though that's going to continue because now lockdown is, is easing off, the shops are open, or do you think we've now become habituated to being able to have this ease and convenience of online shopping?
1: I, I don't believe that the trend's gonna change. I don't believe that people are all of a sudden gonna go back to traditional shopping and forget about online shopping. I believe that um, I believe people have got a taste for it now. They believe that it can work. I believe that online is going to continue to grow massively in this country. I believe that some traditional retailers are going to suffer considerably. I think that, um, you know, I believe that traditional um, shops and shopping um, has slowed down. I I don't think it's going to stop. I think that'll come back. I believe that there's a lot of... um, you know, a, a, lot of the, a lot of the bigger stores, that the, your bigger chains with big, ba- with big balances of uh, or balance sheet balances are doing okay, and they'll continue to do okay, um, because they're adapting, and they're all adapting into an online environment. I believe that online is here to stay, and I think that if, if you're going into business now, into, into selling merchandise, and you haven't got online as a focus area for yourself, then you shouldn't be in business, in, in retail at the moment.
0: Very, very good point, that as well. I mean, I I, I remember, you know, at the beginning of lockdown, um, my mom and sister were obviously locked down. They they lived uh, still in Benoni in the East Raine. When I first said to them, well, you can order stuff online, they were absolutely horrified. The concept of, of having to pick up something online. Now they've, they've taken to it like ducks to water. And, uh, you know, we need this. Never mind, we'll order it online. Uh, so, so I think that is something that's very refreshing, to see you guys must be doing well because as i'm going through uh, now the woodstock the woodstock uh, laundry site again um there's a bunch of things that i go oh i like that and then i see sold out sold out uh so obviously that that's been going well
1: yeah so there are that's actually um we've so we're lucky and we're not normally sold out to be honest with you we're quite lucky because our business has also had to pivot towards making on demand i mean that's a Another thing where we're quite fortunate, um, you know, another way that we're fortunate is that we're a, a manufacturer and a retailer. So we make, we make our own clothes that we sell. There's, there's not many businesses out there that do make manufacturers. There's not a lot of businesses out there that's, that manufacture their own products, apart from small businesses. I believe that that's, that's been good for us. As, we've, um, as, as certain products have sold out, we've been able to buy fabrics. We've been able to hold certain fabrics in stock and then we're able to get those garments into stock. So even when our garments are out of stock, we normally have them in stock um, online and we make on demand. So yeah, that's that's been quite a bit. Things, things have worked quite well, but obviously the demand has put, has put pressure on, on us to look at how we do things and how we've had to evolve our entire business over over this lockdown phase and and we've transformed as a business now just to be more efficient and to serve customers better. I mean it's for in an online space, one thing we've realized is that if you don't serve customers well and you don't get the garments to them quickly, they get frustrated and, and they lose faith in your brand and many of them will never come back. So it, it's it takes a lot to to get a customer in the first place. We're a business that really relies on very very strong customer service. We pride ourselves on it, and if we deliver poor customer service, and we put our, I put my hands up, we do, we have done it in the past. We've had poor customer service and or given it out, and uh, we learn from these mistakes, and we we progress, you know, to to be able to improve things and and just just give customers the perfect user experience.
0: Fantastic stuff. Now we started off, and and the sort of one of the the, the things that we were chatting about was your pivot towards making masks, personal protective uh, equipment. And uh, at one stage, uh, I believe you've you've now manufactured over 2.5 million masks, um, provided work for a 1,000 people, which is fantastic. But where to now for that? Because is, is the demand for masks going to get lower? Because I don't see us stopping wearing masks anytime soon.
1: Well, we've got to be sitting with quite a, it's actually quite a situation on our hands right now. We can, we, I'll tell you a bit about it, David, but over these, um, you obviously heard about, the, we all know about these investigations that have been going on and um, with these PPE investigations and all the tenders that were awarded, et cetera, the dodginess, it's, it's hit us hard actually, because, you know, overnight, about five, six weeks ago, orders with these these mask orders were cancelled by government and um, a lot of these cmt's these manufacturers were were sitting with half made stock on their production lines as a business we ethically paid this the, the manufacturers for this work even though the government had cancelled on us or these tenderers had cancelled on us and know, um, we are sitting with about half a million masks in stock at the moment um, ready to go to the education department we're waiting for these investigations to, to end so that we can hopefully clear these, this mask stock out legitimately. And we can get these manufacturers back into the swing of making some masks because a lot of them are on short time and, and short time is, um, you know, these, these guys are all sitting at home, not being paid at the moment. And, you know, it's, it's just such, it's such a great pity that we can't keep them busy.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. I don't know. You know, I mean, we we, we there's, there's so many things that we can point fingers at in this in this country. But now the masks are available online as well. Are they just available through the Woodstock Laundry um, uh, uh, website?
1: Actually, sorry to interrupt, David. We, the the masks very much as part of Lontana's business. We've got okay. a few masks on Woodstock Laundry. We we sell those to our to our customers that want more of a designer fashion wearing mask. But Lontana is. Um, it has very much got masks available to sell in bulk we also are about to launch a retail offering where we're going to we've got a very beautiful point of sale retail offering that we're going to be going to market with very very shortly that will hopefully get the the local industry going again but masks are very much available on lontana on our lontana website uh, lontana.co.za um, your customers can act any of your customers that are looking for masks for their businesses, for industry, at bulk, you know, give us a shout and we can help, you know.
0: Fantastic stuff. Okay, here I'm seeing I'm seeing on the, on the Lantana site, the, the, the corporate masks, school masks, buffs. Buffs are becoming a big thing. So uh, let's yeah, hope there
1: will be a able to do, um, just to let you know that the website's being re- redeveloped, the Lantana website's being redeveloped due to go live in a couple of weeks. And um, it'll be a nice user-friendly interface for people to shop on
0: fantastic stuff we're almost out of time i can't believe it's gone this fast again uh dylan before we go what is next uh for lontana and for your group what is your next
1: so i mean we've you know we, we're sitting in this in this state of, of a little bit of a state of limbo but we're still busy i mean you know some of the the you know, the shops are starting to open and um you know we're starting to receive some orders for um for, for shirts again lontana is a business we're looking to push to push into the corporate market now. We'd like to be hoping that corporates can approach us and they can support local industry by buying, maybe buying their, their, their shirts for us. we are be looking to go to market with a very, very high-end shirt that we will be selling at a very, very accessible um, price point. So that's very, very exciting. We're busy, we're busy looking to that product at the moment. The Woodstock laundry side, you know, we've been approached by a number of um, safari lodges, and and we be starting to slowly tap into some business-to-business markets there. Um, we're looking at, um, you know, we'll be looking at exporting to some other regions. Lontana, the presidential group, is looking to take the Mediva shirts to to America, so that's very exciting. That'll be their first. their their first hit we believe that there should be some nice uptake on some uh, medieval shirts in the united states we can they can wear them with pride and then obviously the other brands you know twill thomas and benno those shops are up and running they've just um, they've just got they've just got up and running i want to encourage your listeners if they can to to pop down to the stores if they can and although it's great to shop online and it's easy please keep the keep the stores busy um, remember that there's a shop owner there. There's somebody behind the shop owner that's manufacturing. There's there's a whole ecosystem behind the manufacturing where the manufacturers are using fabri- local fabric suppliers. They're using local fabric printers. There's local label ma- lo- 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 local label makers. There's packaging manufacturers. There's such an ecosystem uh, of people that rely on that on that shirt that you're buying so so please keep that in mind when you when you make your choices when you are shopping
0: fantastic stuff the message there is support local buy local it's an incredibly good range of products the website that people need to go to for woodstock what would that be
1: that's woodstocklaundry.co on its own, or you can also use .co.za. It'll just read, redirect. But go to WoodstockLaundry.co.za. You can mm-hmm. go to Lontana.co.za. Fantastic. And I think
0: uh, those, those two will yeah. give us get, get us get us to the most yeah. sort of you know what we need to do. So Lontana is L-O-N-T-A-N-A. Lontana.co.za. Dylan, mate, thank you so much for the chat and and well done to you guys for. For keeping going for supplying uh, the masks uh, your high quality products enabling people that may not have had uh, any work to do and hence not be able to look after their families during covid you guys have done a great job so thank you and we wish you all the
1: best thanks david and nice to be be on your show thanks to your listeners
0: there we go that was my special guest dylan Rothschild. um those are some great websites and as dylan said you can go into the shops as well Otherwise, it's uh, lontana.co.za or woodstocklaundry.co. We'll be back with more What's Involved in just a bit.